we are back! <laughs> My name is Hawk, and yeah. we have uh, another amazing show. You guys know we do this every year, Black History Month, and we have so much to discuss. But I'm going to introduce first... <laughs> my guest, and then we're going to do a little housekeeping, and we're going to have some fun. He is one of my all-time favorite D&D nerds. He is an all-around note, but when I have a D&D question, I go to him first. He is a new father, and that's why he has no hair, and all of his other hair is gray. Please welcome back to the show, Mr. William Spriggs. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure going to be back. She is uh, an amazing cosplay nerd. She is an all-around nerd. She is internationally famous for some of her cosplays. First time <laughs> on the show with this particular rowdy crowd, and she's still here. <laughs> Jasmine, welcome back. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thanks for having me. And, and bringing up the rear, we've got other guests that are going to be joining us, but bringing up the rear, he is what I consider a media icon when it comes to knowing all things media please welcome back to the show Bikki. better be something Ten thousand views according to youtube and working on five years on the show i'm i'm telling you we're gonna have our big celebration next thursday bringing in all kinds of guests this is gonna be fun and and i really do enjoy doing it so this black history month uh we do this like i said we do this show on a regular basis every year. We have so much fun. Uh, as you guys are going to, for those of you that are listening or those of you that are watching on YouTube, for those of you watching on YouTube, it's going to be a kind of a two-parter. For those of you that are listening on the podcast, we just, I'm going to stop recording when I stop recording. Um, how are you guys doing? Uh, my favorite black nerds, which Jasmine, okay, so I, Will, I don't remember if you were there or not, but Jasmine is in detox right now from VisionCon. Um, <laughs> I don't know if she wants me to tell this story or not, but she came uh -oh. right up to us. My favorite black nerd, and then passed out. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, I did not pass out. Wow, dude, I was already telling lies. Do you not know this? Yeah, no, are, you, are, are you sure you want to continue to be associated with him? I'm curious. I don't are know, you... man. I'm having like I'm second guessing everything now. I, I'm only here to make sure my name doesn't get slandered. So. I know, and apparently I need to as well. I can promise the paycheck because I don't do these for free anymore. You guys are getting paid. Getting <laughs> exposure. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so and and you will see Andre in a minute joining us. <laughs> All right, so to my favorite people, I just want to start the show with the simplest of simples. Uh, and I think I start I start every show when I do this. I start the show this way. How are we loving being a black nerd right now in today's current climate? And I'll let Will go first. Oh, okay. Black Nerd Today's Climate. So, we got a lot going on. I am loving it. I am happy that we're going getting representation. We need more, of course, but we are able to go and get out there. So, I mean, when you go look at things, anime and rap, that's like going that is like going together. Uh, you know, see that happen a lot. So, you don't have to go and be worried about about telling somebody, "Hey, 
you see that Naruto? <laughs> you got to worry about. <laughs> Speaking of anime, before we get too far ahead of ourselves, I got to let everybody know that, of course, Fanatic Tin Fan will be back at the Library Center uh, February something or another for uh, Attack on Titan trivia. Uh, I think it's February 23rd, February 23rd at the Library Center. And of course, in March is for Marvel, so MCU trivia at the Library Center on March twenty, uh, March something. It's you, it's over here. You can see it. It's March twenty ninth. Thank you. <laughs> at six thirty p.m., will... the Library Center. Look at that! Look at that! And then coming up A in April, I will live in uh, coming up in April will be uh, All Star Anime Trivia, also at the Library Center. You can check that out at fanaticsinthefan.com. Jasmine. Yo, you have the added burden of not only being uh, a black nerd, but a female black nerd. So can't nobody touch your hair on top of everything else. <laughs> Hands will be thrown. Rated E for everyone. <laughs> Rated E for everyone. Square up. So how are you as the youngest member of this this? Entourage by like twenty years. Hey, now, <laughs> oh my, oh my, am I wrong? You gonna look little, at me and tell me that I'm wrong? A little, yes. You're not wrong. My heart. Oh, it's the big one. <laughs> Sorry, William. I don't mean for you to get in the middle of this crossfire, but hi, nice to meet you. I like I said, E for everyone. So everyone's so, gonna get a little okay, bit. Okay, so <laughs> how are you enjoying? Uh, your current climate of, of uh, black nerddom? I mean, I'm enjoying it. I'm getting to see a lot of cool costumes anytime I see a cool new black character. Um, like my most recent one, I don't know if you can see, I just finished my um, Across the Spider-Verse Spider-Woman. So that was really Jessica fun Drew. together. Uh-huh. So I just thought that was really cool. So. Andre, our, our resident anime and video game expert, how are you loving our current climate? Um, I'm actually well. I'm actually am enjoying it. Um, for a while there, I was kind of like, you know, I don't know. It's weird. Um, I I consider myself an OG blurred, so I was a blurred when it wasn't cool. Uh, same, one hundred percent same. I I do. I know. I mean, I I do like it. I do like the fact that there are more. I'm just gonna say black people. Sorry, <laughs> it's fine. I can't. People of color. I'm sorry. I'm glad there's more. <laughs> I'm glad there's more representation. Than I really am. Uh, mm -hmm. Because back when you know, back when, and I never shy from my nerd. I'm not nerd. I didn't care. I I didn't care. I was a black dude who liked anime, video games, uh, comic books. I didn't care. I was cool in some circles, not so cool in the others. But you know, um, no. But I like it. I love the fact. I love the fact that there's more. Um, black artists being hired. There's more um, diverse, you know, characters, and some are out there because of diversity. But it is what it is, you know. But I, I, I'm glad. I, I like it. I'm glad that I'm glad that there's actually like, you know, groups of groups of black black nerds and that are like proud of it, and you know, um, that they're. There are out, outlets out there that are just for black, you know, you know, not our typical, you know, Caucasoid, you know, 
yeah. you know, nerds. Um, I, I, I guess I do like it. Sometimes I do hear little stories and it was like, okay, you guys are doing this just because you're trying to be trendy or be cool. But, you know, if you're going to stick to your guns, stick to your guns. So mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, speaking of what Andre was just talking about, I am happy to announce the second BlurredCon or second annual BlurredCon, I don't know how you want to say that, uh, is happening in Virginia in July, and I am desperately trying to go. Uh, the first one was amazing. So I would love for Fanatics and the Fan to be represented out there, so let's figure out how to make that happen. Keith! How are you oh, enjoying... Enjoying... Uh, you're muted, buddy. You have to unmute yourself to answer. <laughs> he still can't hear me. Still can't. <laughs> you're still muted so while well, he's muted let, let me go talk about this blurred cotton in virginia that's my that's my old stopping ground so where what parts of virginia talk i don't know but i will get some information for you before because i am trying to go somehow like trying to i thought it was in arlington which i thought was a terrible idea but the first year if you look at the pictures from the first year oh my god all right okay. keith how are you enjoying black nerdum i think you're unmuted now yeah, uh, it's good. I just wish there was more of an emphasis on original creative material from Black creators. I wish we could go back to, to the 80s when there was an attempt to create a Black-centric version of D&D that was like the gods of Egypt. I wish we could play that game. I yes. wish we could get people to play that game. I can find that game for you right now. <laughs> you know, I wish I wish we could um, forget the movie though, because that movie was awful. Um, I wish we could. Uh, I wish we could. Have, I wish we could uh, have more of an emphasis on a lot of the black characters that exist within uh, mainstream DC and Marvel, and and not trying to take characters that exist differently and change them. I, I uh, there are characters within DC and Marvel that are just sitting there unused, and some of these characters rock, like the Blue Marvel. The very fact that there are still young people of young black uh, fans, black nerds who have no idea who the Blue Marvel is, the fact that they've had all these problems bringing Sentry to life in an upcoming movie because so many actors don't want to play that part. And nobody. Crazy. Hold on, just to be clear, the century is crazy. Yeah, but that's what I mean. Why not just have the Blue Marvel? Why not have Blue Marvel? I don't want the century. I've never really been a fan of that character. Um, I don't even like how they introduced us to him by making the whole world forget he existed. Yeah, but I mean, what I'm getting to is even Icon has made an appearance, at least in animation, for DC. Yes. Has anybody seen the Blue Marvel make an appearance in anything related related to Marvel outside of comics? Actually, when was the last time we seen the Blue Marvel in the comics? I'm, I'm just saying. It, 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 there, there seems to be this weird thing where they, where it's almost like decided that we can only have so many black characters. Or, and this I, is the I one... Hear you. Go ahead, go ahead, Will. Go ahead, Will. All right, so so I, I hear what you're saying, and I'm not disagreeing, but I have but I have an answer as to what's going on there. So 
if you go look at the if you go look at the blue marvel and his history the entire story and why he got to where he was was that he had to go and wear a mask because people were afraid of a black superhero at, at that point in time so they you're probably not going to see anything because they don't want to go and portray that and say, hey, remember, hey, remember, we were really, really, really outwardly racist? So they're not going to go and show that. Much in the same way, like, you're not going to go and see anything, like, any movie or anime adaption of the original Captain America because they did him dirty to go and get where he was. They just don't want to go and show it. And, you know, it seems like a lot, a lot of characters have had a lot of problems have been given opportunities to to at least exist in live action. And it's like they're going out of their way not to have the Blue Marvel. Just like they're going out of their way not to give us uh, uh, at least a comic book accurate version of Black Lightning. Uh, the television show was good for what it was, but it was good in the sense that if you've never heard of the character and you don't know what his history is, well, that was a decent enough show. But once you dive into the comics and you find out exactly who this character was and, and what his belief system was and how he fits with the entire world, you realize you're missing something, you know? And Actually, hang on, hang on. Jasmine, I'm actually shocked that you've never played Thunder or Lightning or cosplayed either one of them. I have no idea what that is. Oh, my God. You didn't watch Black Lightning on CW? <laughs> oh, no. shame on you. I know. Uh, Shame. It, there, but this plays to what I'm saying. This plays to what I'm saying. There are a lot more characters in DC and Marvel that a lot of younger fans have no earthly idea that they actually exist. Which actually is and a yet, great segue for my first well, real big topic for today. Um because we are all, okay. we are admittedly all nerds. Yes, Jasmine, that includes you. Well, I'm more of a geek. Yeah. <laughs> so what black character has shaped you as the nerd that you are today? And yes, Keith, you only get one. <laughs> Audrey, I'm going to start with you. What character, give me a character that made you the nerd that you are today. Ah, uh, wow. Um, you know, no, actually, I mean, it didn't shape me because I'm, you know, back when I was a kid, it, they, you know, there wasn't a whole lot. Right. I mean, there was, there were really none, actually. Um, as far as, especially a mainstream, because I didn't know about, you know, underground comic scene when I was a kid. So, um, I'm going to say, Probably I was already a teenager when I found out about, well, about I was in my early, early, like mid-teens when I found out about Milestone. Right. So once I found out about Milestone, I found out about Icon and some of those characters. I was like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, all right. I'm I rocking with kinda, this. Okay. All, all of us dudes wanted to be Icon at one point in our life or another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great story. I see Will yeah. shaking his head no, so now you get to answer the answer the question of why not, and then your character that inspired you to be the nerd that you are. Uh, although I see it, the reason why I don't I wouldn't want to go to be icon is because of the bootstrap paradox. So he was he was a pick yourself up by the bootstraps kind of character, yeah. uh, and so there's some 
arguments from there that I do not believe in because there is a lot of uh, things that can affect you and that will make it so you just can't go and do that. And that's really hard to go and say from the character that is near invulnerable, has been able to save money up for a couple hundred years, uh, has super <laughs> as, as super smart, uh, has alien technology, can fire uh, laser blasts out of his hands. Yes, out of his hands. Let's remember. Say it, telling telling people, hey, you need to pick yourself up by your own bootstraps. That's a hard take. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. But what? Yeah, what, that that was a problem. What character <laughs> put you put you on the path of being a nerd, there, sir? I am gonna say. All right, this also gonna be it's also gonna be weird. Uh, I have to go Night Thrasher from the New Warriors, dude. Oh, I love me some Night Thrasher. It's sad that we will not see him at all in any of the MCU. <laughs> but that was so. I, I love that character so much. Oh, so so for those who don't know who are googling right now, so Night Thrasher uh, was a character. What was kind of a Batman analog, but he was a teen uh, who inherited a bunch of money from his parents that got killed. Uh, rode around on a skateboard sometimes, sometimes, not all, sometimes. Learned martial arts, had the money, led a team of super-powered heroes. It was it was good growing up. Have every issue of New Warriors uh, and every appearance of Night Thrasher. He also he actually also had his own comic at one point. Mm -hmm. So that was actually really cool. And those of you who don't know who he is, take a look at your screen. That is my Night Thrasher. There was also a blade in that skateboard too. There was also an Uzi in his backpack. Uh, yep, there was an Uzi. Actually, it was a the worst possible gun to have, but he did have it. Was, it, was, it worked. <laughs> not, not the Punisher at that. It was a Mac Ten. It was a terrible gun. <laughs> Keith. Yeah. Real quick, one character that inspired you to be the nerd that you are. One black character that inspired you. Hmm. Uh, in comics, Black Period. Lightning. I I liked what he represented. I liked his relationship with the rest of the heroes in in DC. Uh, but overall, Doctor Mbega in Star Trek. Okay. And not the one in Strange New Worlds. The real Doctor Mbega in the original Star Trek and what he stood for, and and the kind of doctor that he was. Uh, which inspired a lot of the other medical characters that you saw in Babylon 5 and others. So nice, Jasmine. What <laughs> <laughs> you do so much cosplay. There are so many characters that I know have inspired you, but give me your the, the earliest remembrance of a black character that inspired you to be the nerd that you are today. Okay, well. I was trying to think about that earlier. I didn't really have a whole lot of black characters to really look up to growing up. I would just, if there was any black female character, I would just kind of be drawn to them because I'm like, oh, they look like me. They have brown skin. Right. So like off the top of my head, like Esmeralda from The Hunchback of Notre Dame and Princess Kida from Atlantis. Those were like nice. only black women I kind of saw myself in. Um, but then, I mean, just in general, female characters, um, 
I would just be drawn to because there weren't a whole lot in the media that I consumed. So, I mean, Princess Leia, I know she's not black, but that is, I mean, she was like one of the characters that I just loved. Right. Daughters of the Dragon. Daughters of the Dragon. So here's a question, Jasmine. I've been dying. I've been, this is this is the real reason you are on the social. I can ask this question. Whenever we see Storm, and she kicks up some some lightning and it starts raining, why does she, she not get pissed off that her hair gets wet? <laughs> you just wanted to ask me hair questions. Is that why you really invited me on? Right. Let's have her on so we can ask her questions about hair because you know that's all women are good to ask, right? Totally. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. From the other, from everyone else on this panel, I want to say I'm sorry. <laughs> we'll we'll take his card later. The whole <laughs> the whole panel has turned on me. <laughs> yeah, we're all just gonna be like we're done. This is my <laughs> podcast now. I am so sorry. I am so sorry. <laughs> so <laughs> that segue segued me into um where I was going, Jeff, and I'm gonna start with you. Uh, because we do have a lot of of, of not always great or accurate, but we do have a lot more characters of color coming out, and we're going to see them. Uh, some of them are doing really good. I'm a huge fan of the new Captain America. I like him better in the comic than I do in the MCU. But um, I like that could be said for a lot of characters, though. Yeah. So, so who's currently inspiring you? And or better yet, whose costume are you getting ready to make? Or you mentioned the Jessica Drew, but. Mm-hmm. Actually, uh, how do you feel about them converting her from white to black? First of all, that's my first question. I mean, it's the Spider Verse where everyone can be everything, so I will let that one slide. But she got a cool outfit, and I'm happy about right. that. <laughs> um, but I don't know. I don't know anything about the character, honestly. So I give me have no one opinion. second. I'm coming right back to you, Will. How do you feel about the changes? Actually, first of all, how do you feel about Jessica Drew as a whole? Fine. It's all right. So when Jasmine said it, you're looking at the you're looking at the spider verse. So you can go and use variations of anything across the multiverse. So that's one in and of itself. Okay. But with the character of Jessica Drew, I mean, it's second secondary spider person, right? So I don't mind any changes there. I would rather that they hadn't though. I'd rather that they'd come up with their own original character instead of instead of switching because we have mm-hmm. several years of history that's there. But that's that's just me. I would rather go and say, "Hey, I'm I'm all for inclusive things," like, but I also want to go and recognize the things that were there beforehand and not go and so build upon our own legacy, if you would, and not valid. just go and say, "Yeah, take this." So hang on, I need to switch back to Jasmine real quick. Um, looking at your background. And I see that you have the head of a Mandalorian, so I take back all the jokes that I've made. <laughs> just now, I'm scared. <laughs> just why are you lining up people's heads in the background? <laughs> yeah, why Vader. You... I got Mando. I got two Star Lord helmets. Okay, so the Star Lord's a helmet, but everything else is somebody's head. I'm still scared. <laughs> you should be. 
So, so back to the question. Hey, they shouldn't have been talking shit. Don't start nothing. We said you're on your own. If if around, find out. If around, find out. It's about to be the find out. Crusher song now. Wait, that's the real reason why you don't see a lot of people like us in Star Wars because there'd be a lot fewer characters when we got pissed off. I so I will say. And I don't, I don't think I told anybody this. Every once in a while, we as nerds can be oblivious to what's going on around us. And 2023 was the year of enlightenment for me that I actually understood the title Star Wars. <laughs> and I'm literally sitting there watching. I don't, I, think, I don't think I was watching Mandalorian. I'm like, why are they always fighting? There's always something wrong. Oh, 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 <laughs> Star Wars. <laughs> Well done. Good job. <laughs> Proud of you, buddy. Better late than never. Hey, 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 hot, hot. Water is wet. <laughs> Water is hot. <laughs> I can, I can, I can, I can, all water is not wet. <laughs> actually, no, it was actually, it was uh, 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 the late, the latest series whose name I can't think of on top of my head right now. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, thank you. How did you feel about Ahsoka, by the way? I loved it. So, yeah, I really enjoyed it. As a fan of the entire series that she was involved with, for those of you who don't know, that's Clone Wars and a bunch of other stuff, I was on the fence, um, but it is on my to-be-watched-again roster, so that's a big deal. Anyway, back to the original question, Jasmine. I don't know how we got off on these tangents that we went on. I just It's oh. not my fault. <laughs> um, what in character is inspiring you right now? Oh boy. Um inspiring me. I don't, I don't necessarily know. I'm forgetting every single character I've known in my entire life all of a sudden. Well, I, I know I just saw you uh, at the Marvel's premiere in a costume that you seem to really love. Mm -hmm. I Yes. So I actually didn't know Monica Rambeau until one of my friends told me before Captain Marvel was even being talked about, like in the MCU. Right. So I had knowledge of her a little bit just because he was like, hey, you should do this cosplay. And I was like, I don't know who this is. He was like, oh, she's really cool. So I felt cool that I had some knowledge about this character as she was being introduced and I don't know I just I would love to get into comics I have never been into comics but I know that she has her own run right now photon and I really need to get into that because she's cool now 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 watch this carefully what's getting ready to happen well <laughs> <laughs> were you disappointed that it was the Photon character and not the Captain Marvel character. Because she is still a favorite as far as Captain Marvel's go. For comic book fans, for comic book nerds. So, no, I'm not because it would have taken a lot for them to go and get there. Like, a lot, a lot. Because personally, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have 
the current Captain Marvel, she wouldn't have started off as Captain Marvel. I actually would have done Captain Marvel. Right. And had him and had him die and take over. I would have done all of that because I think it would, I thought it would have been great. But in order to go and make in order to go and get that Captain Marvel name, you would have had to done that first, and then you could put Monica into it, and then you could have fought over the name later on. So that would have been like a five, six year thing. And I think that we would have lost that they would have lost a lot of people who tried to go and do it. Okay. But I'd watch it. <laughs> but you can't survive my money alone. Those of you that don't know, that is who actually Captain Marvel I am talking about. Um, she had a fairly key correctment from wrong. She had a decent run through the nineties. I know she was actually she was the head of the Avengers through the nineties. Well, that's she? that's really putting it. She was the head of the she Avengers was for with a while. And and I think she was there around the time that they were doing all the stuff with the Vision and the Scarlet Witch, Black Panther. I mean, we look. I said it before the show, and I'll say it again. We are getting just served by what is currently going on with Marvel. I have no idea what what's going through Kevin Feige's head right now, but all I do know is that they own all their comics. They own all the rest of these characters all those problems, and they're yes. doing all this stuff that just makes no sense mm -hmm. personally monica rambeau as far as i'm concerned is the best captain marvel outside of marvel himself and she she was amazing to read and now, so when on, they did what they did are you talking about the photon character or the captain marvel character I'm but, talking about Captain Marvel. I have okay. no, I have no love at all for this different name they want to call her, even in the comics, because she was she was the best one. Carol Danvers would not even be Captain Marvel without Monica Rambeau, and 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 that was the one that she had to look up to in order to become Captain Marvel. So Keith, let me let me ask so, you the same question I asked uh, Jasmine and Will, who didn't answer. Um, what current characters are inspiring you right now? Who is somebody that you and I don't care where it comes from, just to be clear. It can be it can be video games, it can be comic books, TV, whatever. What characters uh from our fandom are you loving right now? Am I loving right now? Yeah. The lead character in Blue Eyed Samurai. Okay. That uh, that that entire okay, that entire thing probably one of the best of the new quality stuff and shows that even anime inspired cartoons that do not come from Japan can be good because that's a I think that's a French German or French Canadian thing with an incredible vocal cast and uh, again it, it just shows that everything's getting better when you allow people from different backgrounds and, and, and different identities to come in and create. You know, I, it, it's nothing but a good thing when we're allowed to freely create and not have to follow formulas and not have to follow directions that other people and or restrictions that other people put on us, which is part of the, the reason why race swapping doesn't work because you're, you're, you're dealing with other characters. That's the reason why Michael B. Jordan wanted to be Val Zod. He wanted to be Calvin Ellis. He didn't want to be a black cart kid. He told J.J. Abrams that. So, you know. And I cosplay as that character. 
and I like I love it. it it's a very powerful feeling character. What about you, Will? Who's who's currently the top of your hit list right now? Oh, oh, that's a good question there. So I'm just trying to go and think. Probably John Stewart. Yeah, probably John Stewart. Also, a character I cosplay, and I I love him. He um, I love him because he was a soldier before he was a, a lantern. Mm -hmm. So he understood. Now, mind you. I will say this, and 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 this is what I love about being there because we can say this. Um, John has made some decisions that I didn't always agree with. It's just, you but he's still by him. I mean, and, oh and God, that's just, the thing. It's oh. it's not it's not the fact that that oh John Stewart is always right because he's because he's not. Oh no, but he has the conviction. He has the conviction to go and say, "I'm gonna put my line in the sand, and this is what I'm doing." Yeah. And nine times out of ten, when he does that, he is right. Some of his personal decisions, though, what's a whole other story. Andre, got a question for you. Because I cosplay as this character. He's one of the characters that is inspiring me. But how do I pronounce his name? Oh, Sasuke. Is that Sasuke? Yes. Thank you. Yeah. So he's the character that's currently inspiring me. From, uh, he has his own show on Netflix, if you have not seen it. It is actually the animated fictional story about an actual person that lived uh, in Japan during mm -hmm. during that time period. So, who is inspiring you right now, my friend? It's not really a character. And I don't really get to talk about this much. I really don't. I don't get to talk about this much on my own show, on my own podcast. Well, then you can do it here now, site. brother. It's Black History Month. On my own site. I really don't even I really don't even do it that much. Um honestly, it's it's the it's the blurs. The blurs are inspiring me. When I go to a convention or when I get online and I, you know, I run into people who man. I've been watching you since you came back to the industry 15 years ago. And man, you are, you, you know, I follow you. I know what you do. I pay attention to you. You know, when you go to conventions and you do interviews and start that they, and they, it's the, it's the black nerds now. Like shouts out to you, Jasmine. Listen, anybody that's into this business, that's in this industry that loves this industry, anything I I consider geek culture a thing. I can always consider myself yeah. a geek coach writer. Um, the fact that you guys are in here, you're making your own way, you're making your own money, you're making your own moves, you're you know you're calling the shots in your own way. I had no idea any of that existed back then when I started this crap 40, 50, 42 years ago when I started writing about games and anime and video and comic books and damn brother you know, how old are you i'm old as hell uh i'm 50 dude i'm 50 dude i started when i was i'm started when i was eight i started, when I was, I started, writing, I started writing reviews i started writing reviews when i was when i was eight years old man i mean and i would go to see i've been i went to ces when i was 16 nice i was in i was all in this business i was you know going to these going to all the video game magazines, you know, I was going to the, their their offices. 
because I would write letters with, I would write my reviews and submit it to people and they would use my, I, I ghost wrote for a lot of video game reviewers back in the nineties. And I didn't even know it, but they recognized my, they recognized, I guess they recognized my talent or whatever. So they didn't know who I was. So I walk up into, you know, CES or something and it would be like, you're Andre, right? I'm like, yeah. How do you, how do you know me? I do that. We, we used your review, half your review, and my review for such and such. Or, you know, because I didn't know anything. I was a dude. I was a, I was a kid, man. I was, a, I was a teenager. I was a kid. I was just glad I could do it. You know, I was glad to be, I was just glad to be able to do it. That's and, you, you know, making blurred any, I, history, my brother. I did, I didn't get the, I didn't get any recognition for any of the stuff, but it was like the people knew who I was because of what I wrote. And if I go to these conventions and they see my name tag, oh, dude, you're the guy that wrote the blah, 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 blah. I'm like, yeah. And then, you know, I got to I got to be friends with these people. People that I read about in magazines, I became friends with them. Nice. Like to this day. And like I would go to E3. My first E3, I didn't, man, I, I don't have been to Los Angeles like twice. And I walked in there. I had people who were like in company, in, in, in they were working at video game companies. They were like, dude, you're the guy who wrote that, you know, uh, Robotech versus Terminator review, right? I'm like, yeah. Please but tell me, I didn't even get a byline. <laughs> I didn't get a, I didn't get a by. It was a video game. I didn't get a, I get a, I didn't get a byline or nothing. But I guess they read the the letters that I submitted. I don't know. I don't know how these people knew who I was. I don't know. So, but folks, like we're, right, we're gonna lose Andre here in just a second. So, Andre, real quick, give us the your deets. How can they pick? Can people find you? You can look me up. I'm a Taco Man 5000 everywhere. Uh, Andre Tipton. Uh, Real, uh, the Real Taco Gamer was the original site. Uh, now uh, we had to morph the site into with the rebrand. Uh, I had a big malware attack that didn't shut the site down. I had to had to keep the site up. Uh, we are the Otaku Authority now. Nice. Um, uh, I'm pretty much everywhere. Just look for Andre Tipton or Taco Man 5000 everywhere. Uh, um, our our podcast is the ROG cast. Uh, I have like three new shows starting up uh, this year. My media company is starting off the ground. We're getting ready to uh, acquire a bunch of podcasts and sites. And we're going to create a network um, where I basically am cultivating the young, um, young writers, young reviewers. Um, I'm trying to, nice. I'm trying to do away with all the, I'm trying to do away with all the clickbait crap. Um, thank you thank you, know, you thank you oh, that's the reason i left that's the reason i left i saw the beginning i saw the beginning of darker media and kotaku and all that stuff and the clickbait i went nope i'm out and i i left i left the i left the geek culture industry for about six years well i want to thank uh, you personally for being part of fanatics and the fan and for joining us today like i said i know you got to be at work soon um, yeah, man, I appreciate it. Hey, listen, I will be on the next one. Just let me know. We and, got uh, you. I, and I, Andre, I let you, you, are amazing, you are totally amazing, Andre. I told you that before. Agreed. You are one man record. Serious. And as you step out, I I'm going to move on it. to the next topic that you won't actually even have an answer for. Peace. And I get to put Jasmine on the spot. Um, will. Keith, we've known Jasmine for a while, and we've seen all of these wonderful cosplays that she does. And she does so many amazing, both Black and other ethnicity characters. But I got to ask you, of, of the Black or green 
or purple characters that she <laughs> plays. What is your favorite Jasmine cosplay? I believe uh, because Jasmine, I have seen you in passing, but we've actually never we have been in the same place, but we have never met physically. Um, I, I was like, I don't think I've ever met you. <laughs> She yeah, rolled by every so will will every time you've stopped at my booth to record something, Jasmine has rolled by on on that thing with the wheels that she rolls by on. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but we, but we, we run we run in the same circles and we definitely have the same friends by the five the, through the five oh person that connection. So I know I know you, I know what you do. Just hi, we never met. Hi. Um, <laughs> All right. So uh, I do like I I believe you have a Gamora. I've seen that. I've seen pictures of that that come by in Facebook. So I did go and yeah. see that. And I did, <laughs> I did enjoy it. So thank you. So now that that's the question, I got to ask you, Jasmine, why mm -hmm. Gamora? Why Gamora? Uh, that's like my <laughs> that I actually have right now next to me. He shoots his scores. Um. I just think she's cool. And that was actually the first character I've ever done for body paint. I was like, oh, that would be fun to try to do. And now I just want to live in green all the time. So I just think it's fun. And it doesn't. I just like cool female characters. Like that's really like, if it's a cool female character, I, I want to be them. Cause I want to, I don't know. I just have more confidence when I cosplay as a strong female character. And so sticking with just the MCU, I'm going to stick with just the MCU for just a second. At any point in time in all the, of the Gamora stuff, and there's a lot, although was she in the Christmas show? I don't think she was. No. At any point in time, did you say, did you scream, no, Gamora, that's a bad idea? Uh, like in uh, Infinity War? I mean, Period. Like, at all, at all. Did you say no, Gamora? Don't do that. I mean, I was thinking it. Like, oh no, <laughs> don't do that. No, oh no. I'm gonna end badly. Yep, yep, end badly for you. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm just sad. <laughs> Keith, what is your Fraseman, ja favorite Jasmine cosplay? Favorite? Wow. Um. I don't know if she's ever cosplayed Vixen. She I don't should. know if she's ever. I don't know if she's ever cosplayed even Bumblebee. You know, Bumblebee. So there is nice. not enough Bumblebee love in the world. Period. Let's just put that. Well, uh, again, she, she's a member of the Teen Titans. You know, she she may not be a founding member, but she and eventually her husband both have one of the longest best relationships of any couple in comics. They've been together all these years. Yes. You hear about all these other couples, you hear about, you know, Spider-Man and, and whoever he's dating at the moment. But this is, these two have only seen each other, period. And they're married and they're an incredible couple. It's, it's rare that you see a black couple that can just kick ass, take names, and and be one of the major members of one of the premier groups in all of comicdom, which is the Titans. So before, and, before hang on, before we go back on that tangent, I want to go back to the Jasmine thing because I want to come yeah. back to that in a minute. But you've seen yeah. a lot of her cosplays. So what character does she done that you really love her in? 
was Gamora because she embodies everything. You know, it, it, it's it's easy to see her love of that character as as at least portrayed in the MCU come through. And that's really one likes to see in any cosplay. Your love of what you are doing and what you have created uh, 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 in something that, you know, I mean, in something that's been happening since at least 1939, when Forrest J. Ackerman and his then-girlfriend actually created cosplay for the first time, that's it's it's an incredible way of keeping on that tradition, and so, you especially, Jameson, you just you embody that so well. Your 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 creativity, your love, everything comes through every single time you get dressed up and you just go and do what you do. I'm so, I'm I'm really proud of you. Let me ask both because because Jasmine and Will are two of the best cosplayers I've ever met in my entire life. Let me ask you guys both this. Of the black characters, because it's Black History Month and we love it. Mm -hmm. Who are the two characters that you cosplay because you love the costume and not the character? Oh, the costume and not the character. Black <laughs> characters? Yes. What? Hang on. Well, go ahead, Will. You, Will has an answer already while Jasmine thinks. Oh, oh no, no, no. If, if it's limited just to black characters, I'd have to go and rethink it. But if it's because I love the costume, not the character, I then. Mean, it's gonna be Rorschach because I have a really good Rorschach costume, and it's great to go and get the moving mask and everything. Horrible, Rorsch horrible character. <laughs> <laughs> but, but let's stick with the black characters for now. Let's stick with the black characters for now. So, Jasmine, go ahead. I'm, I'm uh, let me go back. If I like the costume and not the character, um, hmm. I mean, if I'm talking just like costumes that I have, I love my Darla Dudley. I love purple, and I like having a cape. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I am not ashamed to say that. Purple's my favorite color. Also, the I, the shoes I have for that light up, and I did a hospital visit last week in that costume, and I get to act like a child because her character is a child. And I just got to run around like, guys, look at my light up shoes. This is so cool. The kids were like, whoa. <laughs> Like, I'm just a kid in that costume. Like, it's so much fun. Will. <laughs> uh, okay, so technically, I have a Killmonger started, but I hate him as a character because he was wrong. He was absolutely, <laughs> totally wrong. He wasn't right in any way, shape, or form. He's not the good guy. You folks, you can't play that off. Sorry, had a had a moment. I'll get the step box. Sorry about that. Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> Breathe, take a breath. Take a breath. Just, just to clarify for those that are listening... He's referring to the Killmonger not in the MCU. Even though that guy was also wrong, but he's talking about the whole Killmonger character. Who he's is a real Killmonger. He's a terrible person. If y'all don't know this, Killmonger. You mean the real Killmonger? Yeah. He's just sort of a serial killer, if I'm not mistaken. No, 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 no. Well, I don't. Technically, technically he's a mass murderer, right? Well, mm -hmm. there's no technical about it. Yeah, he's a master. <laughs> <laughs> she said there's no technical about it. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, a lot of the characters, the, the the actual characters that are in Marvel and DC Comics, a lot of these bad guys are bad guys for mm -hmm. a reason. Yeah. You know, that's like saying, that's like saying that, uh, 
uh, Galactus sort of kind of killed people, but he had to eat. <laughs> that's not the way that works. You know, there's there's no there's there's no you know questions there. I mean, you you eat a planet, you're you're gonna kill people. So let me you ask you this. Because that, that one I can argue. That one I can argue. I can argue that Galactus isn't evil. He is just a true neutral because he sees everything underneath him as ants. Because do you, would you get upset and think you're a bad person when you step on an ant? He's just hungry, Keith. Have you not seen Jasmine when she's hungry? Come on, he's a big boy. Fair. You gotta eat. <laughs> no, I, again, I I'm not one of these people that that has to identify with bad guys. I mean, Doctor Doom. He's a little of himself but he doesn't he doesn't think of anything to actually get rid of somebody if he believes it'll further his cause the same so, thing with magnesium the same thing with with apocalypse the same thing with i mean i should say dark side i should say yes and, and, and a lot of other characters i mean if you are willing to execute another living being sentient being for any reason that's pathway to evil because you know, you, you not everything can play out. Not everybody can be Anakin. Not everybody. Not every bad guy is really Anakin. Okay, that, that's just not possible. So, Keith, let me ask. Let me ask this of the panel. That was one of the questions I was supposed to ask, and we—I don't know how we got to where we are. Of of the <laughs> Keith, you and I have had this discussion a lot that black characters don't get the great dynamic black villains. Hmm. I think I'm saying that right. Well, they so, do when you when you allow them to play out their characters. So I mean, John ask, Stewart is an example of a character that's never been allowed to achieve because they keep changing the story. I mean, so, he's one of the great married characters in comics, and oh wait, he's not married anymore because they decided they didn't want him to be to have a wife. Right. They so didn't give, him anything, they didn't change give the me, give me a. I don't know. How, I don't know how to word this. Yeah. Give me a great black villain. Keith, real quick. Well, and I know mine right off the top of my head, and y'all gonna argue about him being a villain, but I I love him. I love him. Well, who's yours? <laughs> Victor Timely. Yes, black villain as far as you know MCU stuff. I just uh, mean period. So and and I'll be honest with you, I'm biased. I actually love how Jonathan played that character, and I know we're not going to see it anymore, but that's just me. Mm -hmm. So we're going to move past that, Keith. <laughs> Get to your answer. <laughs> and uh, if you haven't you. seen Victor Timely in Loki two, <laughs> watch. You can watch Loki two for just that and be impressed. Period. I was impressed by him and Victor Timely. I so Jasmine, here's what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to a, a three day convention. Start the start the convention as Victor, and then the 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 one the 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 guy who dies continuously, and then end up as Tang at the end on Sunday. Go ahead, Keith. I just can't believe that they decided to focus on Kang with all the other villains they have in the MCU. I'm not saying Maybe. that you're wrong, and I didn't. I I said a long time ago. Kang Dynasty should have been in phase one so we could get over it and be done with it and go to some of the good stuff. But that was my opinion. Kang never should have been picked. He is a low-level character. I he disagree. Is a, Kang is every, a bad every, 
Everybody that has ever been in comics has defeated Kang. Even some low-level heroes have defeated oh, Kang. Oh, oh, crap. Hey, you, Keith, you, stop, you stop. Like answer my question, because I just remembered the next question, and it's even funner. So answer my question. Good, A good villain. Good black villain. And go. Oh, I can't really think of one. I want to change my answer to Jubal Early, by the way. If you have not seen Jubal Early in Firefly, one of the best black villains ever, ever created. And do we really classify Jubal as a villain? I think Jubal is a bad guy, yes. He's just a bounty hunter, and he's uh, if you do something just for money, you're a villain. He was he was part of he was working for the man, but he believed in the man. <laughs> Literally, he was working for the man, but he believed in the cause. So he, he wasn't really a bounty hunter. He just had a. So, for the record, Jubal did not believe in the. No, Jubal did not believe in the man. Jubal believed in catching his bounty. The mm -hmm. agent or? in Serenity believed in the man. The operative. The, okay, oper the operative. Jubal believed operative in the money. Because he believes and he understands who he is. And he's not they're going really a good guy. He's not about that. He's like, and look, he was also schizophrenic. I and I love that they let him be schizophrenic. That was amazing. Whoa, whoa, Actually, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He was bipolar, not schizophrenic. I apologize. Well, who are we talking about? You were early. Uh, uh Go back and watch that episode. He is definitely bipolar. He is definitely bipolar. I will give him that. Yes, but I, yeah, I mean, if yeah. we're going to go with villains overall, especially if we're choosing Firefly to, to uh, be a part of all this, I said uh, uh, Okay, it's definitely the operative from Fire. I mean, from uh, Serenity. I loved him. He is a committed person. He I understands him. Who he is, what he is, what he's doing, and why he's doing it. There is no question that he is out there, and as he said in the movie. He's done some horrible things. Oh, he's a terrible person. He's awful. He's killed a lot of different people. Men, women, even children. He's killed them. And uh, uh, only because he had to. I'm almost positive he, he ended up killing that. Um, we only know her as Ole Miss. I'm almost positive he killed that chick later, though. Off screen. I guarantee you, he just he hacked her up. Jasmine. Why you look Jeez. at me so easy? Look you look at me like you want to fight. I ain't scared. Come on, bring it. Let's go. <laughs> so who's a villain? Give me a villain. Give me a great villain. Uh, does the Prowler count from yes. uh, Into the Spider-Verse? I, really, yes. I really liked his character. He's a great... I wanted to cosplay him as well. You should. I've been, I've been going through this villain thing that I'm okay with. <laughs> You're in your villain era? Yes. As the young kids say? Yes. He's a great character. <laughs> I would not dislike seeing the Prowler as a live action character some, at some point. Mm -hmm. If they do him well. If they do him. Yes, technically we did, but I want to see mm -hmm. him done. Honestly, Keith, I wouldn't mind seeing that actor play the Prowler. If he wants. I'd rather if play he wants. him not when he's high, though. I mean, if that if, it, if that exists, but <laughs> you know what? again, it's just I it's think a it great depends. character though. You're right, Jeff. It depends on who's writing and how they write the character. Yeah, because of these characters are fantastic. I mean, there's no reason why we shouldn't have a John Stewart Green Lantern in a Green Lantern movie 
with Hal and all the rest of the lanterns. I so I, know? Would, I would not hate a Green Lantern Corps movie. Will yeah, give me I mean, a it, but it has to feature everybody. Right. All right, Will, give me a movie. Give me a character. The villain. Um, I would what have is to go happening? And say, what is I would happening? have to go and say the meanest. The baddest <laughs> cloud around this town. Yes. Sure not. Yes. And Jasmine's looking confused because she's so young. <sighs> Story of my life. <laughs> so Barry Gordy's Last Dragon, my favorite movie in the entire world. It's wonderful. But uh but if if I want to go bring it, you know, back, uh, like forward, I don't know. Three decades is something people might go know. Uh, I could also go and say Cottonmouth. Oh, dude! The only reason why I didn't cosplay Cottonmouth is because they did not. He, he was just in a suit, and it just if no one, I can't put, I can't wear a costume and not be recognized as the character. It just doesn't work for me. But yeah, he was so good. He really was. Um, I would say that him and. Beastmaster were just ingenious to have. Mm-hmm. Although I I would argue that Marvel's desire to have black folks only fight black folks is a problem. But that's a whole other issue. But it was I hear you, but at the same time, it was also how things happen sometimes yeah sometimes we do we do fight especially if it is over this area of a city we fight ourselves especially if we're trying to go and protect this area from the some of the biggest people at risk which is sometimes us i mean it's just it's like when jasmine whenever me and jasmine are at a convention there's usually gonna be somebody fighting but you know square up she gotta catch me first mm. i'll still catch you <laughs> look <laughs> My knees are 30 years younger than yours, so. <laughs> and as you remember, she's being nice when she says only 30. <laughs> hey, hey. You know, I got to say, I, 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 now that I got you guys here, we haven't talked about it. And this is completely off topic, not even on the same Black History topic. The line from Doctor Strange, not the greatest movie in the world, but because she said, I'm, this was, I'm being nice. I just love that line. That's one of the best lines ever. This, this is me being nice, by the way. <laughs> That's somebody you just leave alone, right? <laughs> you know, all these universes are dead. That was just me being nice. <laughs> you know, Doctor Strange Mom is a movie that has a lot of, a lot of ups, but yeah. way, way too many downs. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, things it could have been done better, a but it could have been done worse. Been a lot better. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Oh my God! The idea of it being worse just scares me. I will say this though, and it actually takes us back back on topic. The character they built with Mondo in the first movie that they were trying to use, <laughs> which was their original intention, I think I would have liked that movie. It would have been this. I mean, it's a movie we would have already seen before. Mm-hmm. I think I would have liked it. You know, I think they should have gone with Clea right off the bat instead of giving him this other girlfriend character. They should yeah. have just gone with Clea. They should have just done an all magical film and and yes. kept it 
right in line with the comics so that Strange would have all of the characters and all of the villains that, that look, he is the Sorcerer Supreme for a reason. Actually, no, no, and, no. No, no, no. For some reason, he's not. And it bothers me. I, no, I don't get off on that. No, no. I I play that it the way that Stanley so and Steve Ditko did it. And as far as I'm concerned, he is the Sorcerer Supreme. I know they wanted to redo it for whatever reasons, but it makes no sense to do it that way. It's actually pretty dumb when you do it that way. It's awful. And, and yeah, it, it's awful. They should just, he's the Sorcerer Supreme for a reason. He, he, he Look, it's just like it's just like what you found out in Endgame. Right. He's meant to be the best of them. So why wouldn't you have the best of them be the Sorcerer Supreme? Folks, we're going to step away for a second and pay some bills. When we come back, we're going to talk about some of the best and best in Black Nerdroom right after this. Hey, everybody, this is Michael Rooker, and you're listening to Fanatics and the Fans. And we are back, and you're listening to the Black History Month edition of Fanatics and the Fans. My wonderful guests are two cosplayers and an old dude that spends way too much time watching TV. Um, and we are having so much fun. <laughs> Now, when you man, you're talking about me, I'll, I'll go ahead and respond because I know you watch way too much TV. <laughs> so, uh, we were talking earlier. Um, actually, we've been talking since since nonstop, and we got stuck on the Marvel DC. I want to come off of the Marvel DC for a second because we've had um, other science fiction that we absolutely love. We have Star Wars, we have Star Trek, uh, the Lord of the Rings series that had no black people in it. Um, yeah, I'm still a little bitter about that. Go ahead, Will. Oh, oh sorry. I was kind of. I was like, serious. Okay, my serious. All right. Yeah, the movies. There's one. There's one in the movies. Is there? Where? How did I not see that? So, uh, there's in the original trilogy. There's a ranger who is like, okay, you you you've got to have you have some you have some pigment. So <laughs> I'm counting. <laughs> There's some melon in there. Uh-huh. It's, it's around the campfire. Look at it. Third movie, around the campfire. Just come out, takes the hood out. Like, hold on. <laughs> Pause it. Enhance. Enhance. Like, as I'm seeing it. Your <laughs> check from Amazon will be here any day now. So, that leads me to my question, and this is going to be kind of a heavy topic that I, so I want to jump through it and get to the lighter topic. Where are we not represented properly at? And I'm going to start with Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Bottom line, it was, it was a hot mess for me, with, with especially Game of Thrones. Although I will admit, on the, on the same token, I'm kind of glad we're represented in some of that madness. Because, <laughs> wow. <laughs> but i never watched game of thrones i have no desire to it's not my don't don't there, there are people of i color don't like in violence there are people of color in game of thrones according to those that know the world and the lore right. it's just that they haven't explored those lands yet you know what again this is another example that when you start making changes without knowing how everything fits together and how the author has created things, you create problems. And that and that's that to me is the biggest problem 
is well, that me... we're not adapting work by people of color like us who are creating original things. So, but let me bring it back to, to the original topic. In, in fandom, you've got movies, TVs, books, comics, video games, uh, role-playing games, tabletop. Uh, uh, you got manga, you've got anime, you've got all of these encompass. Did I forget anything? I think I got I got I got 80%. Part cheesy. <laughs> there we go. Now we've racked it up. Where where are our black characters underrepresented at the most, would you say? I'm gonna say I mentioned Game of Thrones and, and Lord of the Rings, but I'm really gonna say, and we're getting better, we're getting better, but video games and anime to me. Mm-hmm. Could use some better, stronger, tougher, more vibrant, more colorful um, characters. Just we're underutilized in those areas. Speak. Somebody say something other than me. Uh, I don't play video games, so I don't have any opinion on like, I don't play video games. I don't do anime, so I can't, you know. I you would know that better than I do. Obviously. Well, so I guess I guess I'm, I'm so I'm take. What's your take on where we are lacking? Where would you say we are lacking at the most? Um, we talked about this uh, like when it came on. Go ahead, Keith. I'll let you go. Oh, I was just gonna say, Hollywood and the entertainment industry are really bad at allowing black creators, black writers, black directors to present their ideas. We are being used to basically make money and change ideas from people of other races to put ourselves in. And that's backwards thinking. That is complete backwards thinking. You know, you cannot have us continue to sacrifice and or be a part of something or change characters when the money still goes ultimately to someone who's not like us. That continues to be a problem and there's no way around that that isn't a problem you know you can't just talk your way through that Uh, when you think of milestone in comics that's all black creators doing it yet milestone's been not allowed by warner brothers to to become as big as the rest of the stuff that they own even though a lot of these characters have become popular you know icon and static being two examples. Okay, you want I miss me some. And and I'm gonna piggyback on that, Keith. Comics, we've gotten a lot better. But no. other I feel I feel like we've gotten somewhat better. It's a better balance than it's ever been. It's a better balance to a point. We're changing things rather than giving more opportunities. Again, as I was saying, Blue Marvel is a good example. You have a black creator create a character that is one of that's, that's that's black Superman in the Marvel universe, and yet Marvel has decided he doesn't exist. This is true. They would rather, they would rather recast the character and or have other characters have some sort of a change to bring in balance. And my thing is, why are we doing that? Why, why are we sitting through that when we know better? You know, that's a bad thing. And there are a lot of, look, I've run into a lot of black creators who are out there just chugging away, creating comics that nobody's, you know, reading. Honestly, we got a room full of black creators right here. So we get it. 
but, but what I'm saying is, is it's difficult to break through because we've been doing the whole race swap thing for a while. We're still not getting anything out of it. We're getting the bare minimum. Oh, go ahead, isn't go it ahead, great man. you can see yourself on here? Rather than, hey, you know, instead of thinking about the next black character, how about, as we used to say when I was growing up, the next black Spielberg, the next black George Lucas, the next, you know, you got to think about all of that. And, you know, 30, 40 years removed from continuing to say that. And we still haven't moved up like that. We're still talking about, hey, uh, shouldn't we put a person of color in the Harry Potter universe? Hey, how about this one? How about going out and finding someone like J.K. Rowling who just happens to be a person of color who's created their own universe and giving them an opportunity? That, that, that isn't problematic like J.K. Rowling. Just want to point that out. Uh. That was it, folks. Just for those of you that are listening, Keith was making an example, not supporting in any ideology of any kind. Back on topic. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Back on yeah. topic, Will. Go ahead. But where are we lacking? Uh... I'm gonna have to go agree with you with anime, right? Uh, I, I, I mentioned a little earlier before we start recording. There is has been over the last I don't want to say decade, decade and a half. There has been a merging of uh, some of mainstream hip hop culture and anime. Yeah, uh, it's become more and more mainstream. People can go and watch it. It hasn't. It's it's not that hush hush thing like like it was like 20, 25, 30 years ago. So. If we understand that one big part of culture is saying, okay, hey, this is good, then why don't we have more support to go and make more stuff on our own from that big part of culture? So I could watch Naruto or else we could go and fund making some somebody making something just as good as better that we can go and support. I mean, it would it would be the hunt to make something better than Naruto. Calm down. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with Naruto? I don't, I feel like you guys keep saying stuff, and I'm like, you guys not like it? <laughs> I'm, I can start this... throwing out some weird things if you really want. I mean, we can start yeah, talking no, 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 really want. <laughs> joke, a joke, whoever got that, that was a joke. Um. <laughs> so, Jasmine, where where would you say we are, as, as, as one of the Again, you have the advantage or disadvantage, however you want to look at it, of being both a black nerd and a female. And I'm gonna put your business out there because I know I know your deets. A mixed black nerd and a female. So where where is uh, where's the nerddom culture lacking for you? Huh. <laughs> do i need a seatbelt? <laughs> no i and i like i don't like always like talking about the negatives because i always want to believe me i'm bringing i'm bringing it home in a minute but go ahead i know gotta, i know you, i know, you I gotta know. Put it out i'm just saying like i try not to think about where we're not being represented i mean i i see it like don't get me wrong i see it like just as an example like disney it's been, oh. <laughs> there hasn't been a lot of like original black Disney characters like that also don't get turned into something and like Princess and the Frog or I guess Soul or he was something for Soul. a majority. I've not actually watched it, but I know he's not a human for most of it. And it's just like Listen, that. Oh. 
that mm-hmm. constant what's the word I'm looking for black characters aren't always just a black character we can't just exist we have to go through something we can't just preach. be happy <laughs> right what, what Keith said preach um I hallelujah I I was trying not to mention the Disney thing, but it's out there, so we have to. Um, I will admit, I discovered the Disney thing at a very young age, and it was bothersome and worrisome because they still make some of our our most favorite stories and characters, and we grew up on that stuff. But come on, Disney, be better. Just be better. It's, It's not even that hard. They can't. They can't because the people who are running it now are not creative. The thing about Hollywood for a majority of it existing is that you had people that were very creative. They invited in people who could create and write and do all this amazing stuff. And as you've noticed, over time, as fewer and fewer creative people got into the business, things started to take a turn. And over the course of, I know for Jasmine, it seems like her entire life, or at least recently for some. (laughs) (laughs) Full fascination with turning like pre-existing properties into movies, whether they are games or whether they are plays or (laughs) television shows, you know, uh, some people would say, oh, yeah, 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 they're always turning television shows now into movies. Well, they've been doing that since before Jasmine was born, you know. Okay, uh, are we are we age-shaming Jasmine for being so young now? Because no, I can get on no, that boat. No, I can no, get no, on that no, boat. No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> what, what I'm saying is, is that for a lot of you young people out there, this is not a recent phenomenon. When the yeah. 66 Batman series hit, within just a few months of this show premiering on on in on television, they already had a Batman movie with that cast in theaters. This obsession with turning television shows into movies has been going on at least since the 1950s. Okay, you know, long, long time. So, creatively okay. bankrupt, you know, part Which, of the court. You guys are listening to the Black History Edition of Fanatics and the Fan, and we are having so much fun. Um, with in, in honor of, of that particular topic, I'm going to switch topics so Jasmine can stop looking so sad. Um, <laughs> we've sad. had a, we've had an amazing we've 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 all said it several times. We've had an amazing uh, few years of of nerddom and black nerddom, and we've got to see some of these amazing characters come to life via TV, be it uh, movies, um, be it fan fan babe movies on YouTube. Um Will give me a character that has been cast, a black character that's been cast that was done right. Did Will fall asleep? <laughs> I don't know. Mm. He's thinking about it. He's no, kind of I'm trying to think that's that's been done right. You so there do is it, Will. Can you hear me now? Yeah, you're good. You're good. Your okay. bandwidth is a little low, but you're good. Yeah, sorry about that. Internet's coming in. Uh, I'm a cop out, and I am gonna go and say Luke Cage. Yeah, uh, because because it was all it was a good series. He had 
issues. He overcame them. It seemed like a real person. Just okay. I can see this. I can see every. I can see everything you're doing. I can understand your motivations. Go. Let me ask you something, Will, because I was thinking about this in the car the other day, thinking about that very series. I don't know if anybody knows, but the character in that that arc the whole series, which I love that they actually had Turk arc the entire four series. But did you guys know that that's actually Stiltman? So my question to you, Will, is how funny would it have been if they actually made him be Stiltman for at least one episode? <laughs> Stiltman is only relevant if he's beaten Spider-Man's ass. <laughs> Everyone else he loses to. You can check this. Everyone else, Stiltman loses to. Punisher Quickly. blew him up with a rocket launcher, but he will get the crap out of Spider-Man. <laughs> Jasmine! Yo! Who... What black character has been properly cast, in your opinion? Are, okay, this is. Are we talking about like just in general? In general, like... in general, any, 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 and I could. This is this is all you, Jasmine. Say what you want to say. Um, I mean, off the top of my head, I love Miles Morales in Into the Spider Verse. That was like life changing. Like I don't know, but yes. I truly loved that movie. I went into it thinking oh god it's just another spider-man movie and i thought it it's one of my favorite movies of all time like just him becoming who he is at the end like he accepts who he is and it's just so good also the soundtrack is fantastic let so. me ask you something <laughs> because for us comic book fans miles is grown now um which is a little scary for us um do would you want Miles to grow up, or would you rather him stay at the character level that he's at right now? I mean, I always like seeing characters grow up because it's like I'm growing up. I want them to grow up too. Well, I mean, Bart Simpson has not has yet to grow up, so that's that's where the then the thought process comes from for me. For I, what? I think Miles would be cool staying at that same age for a while. So. Hawk is using the Simpsons argument since the fact that Bart Simpsons has been in the fourth grade for the last 29 years. That's longer than I've been alive. <laughs> we love you, Jasmine. <laughs> Key! Yo. Who's, been, who's been cast right? Uh, I would have to say uh, Amanda Waller. Dude. Ooh. Ooh. Dude. Ooh, need, that's I good. Need... So, okay, take that in mind. Bear that in mind, Keith. Let me ask you this. Because I know how I feel. Do you yeah. like her more than you like the Amanda Waller from the animated series? Which animated series? Any of them. She's been... Any of them. Unlimited. 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 Okay. Unlimited. Let's go with, let's go with Unlimited. Wait, 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 wait. If I had to pick the ultimate version of the character, I would pick her from Superman, Batman, Public Enemy. Okay. But let's 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 just compare the, the live action Amanda Waller we have, which yeah. by the way, every accolade that this woman is getting in the next three years is well deserved. But yeah. The Amanda, I, 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 the Amanda Waller that we have, the live action Amanda Waller we have, and the Amanda Waller from 
as 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 Will said, unlimited. Okay, if we go with unlimited, then I'd have to go with David Ayer's version of the character because unlike the James Gunn version, which is meant to be a little on the comedic side. Yeah, Amanda Waller does not fool around in any way, shape, or form, you know. And until we're able to see David Ayer's full movie, I still think we're lacking a little bit. So let me ask um, you guys this: Let me ask you, and and Jack and Phil, free to weigh in if you understand the question. Uh, we've we had a lot of Amanda Waller, a lot. Um. Is she a villain or a patriot? <laughs> it's a real question. That's a valid question. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just thinking Amanda Waller sitting down uh, in a cafe talking to the MCU version of their biggest, darkest character. Um, I'm I'm telling you, man. Amanda would have she would have a field day with Nick Fury. Oh, for sure. Um, but that again. But my question is because I so. love Nick Fury up until this series that they did. But my question is: Is Amanda Waller a patriot or an absolute villain? She's a patriot. Or, 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 as as you say in the wrestling business, is she a heel? No, she, no, she, she's she believes that she believes that what she's doing is is helping. Now, part of it is that she also has a great dislike for these people who are differently powered because they are people that cannot be controlled. She's someone who is so into the system, she sees a lot of the dirty secrets that, that a lot of these politicians and other power brokers have. And she rises above all that because she believes that everybody ultimately can be made to do the right thing, even when they don't want to. And, and it, isn't just, it isn't just the result of having something implanted in your brain and threatening to kill you. She has other ways of making you basically do the right thing, even if you don't want to do it. Nick Fury, at least as far as the MCU version of Nick Fury, he's a little more restrained because, you know, he got his butt beat by a cat. So. <laughs> All right. So, so that's Keith's response. That was a flarkin, not a cat thing. Keith's uh -huh. response will. Is Amanda Waller a patriot or is she a heel? Both. So, so you can be both things. You can have, you can want to be patriotic, patriotic, but the way you go about things can go and make you a bad guy. They are not exclusive ideas. They can, you can go and be both. So, so let's go and take it back to, uh, like we talked about Killmonger. You're not going to go and get it on. <laughs> But you can go and do good things for people through bad ways. And that doesn't make you a good person. It means that you made a choice and try to try to go and do something. But just because you got the end result 
what you did along the way matters. I, I weep for your children. Go ahead, Jasmine. I see that look on your face. I was just thinking, I agree. I don't know a whole lot about Amanda Waller, so I don't, I can't, you know, give a sh- strong opinion, but I do agree with what William was saying. Okay, okay. Did we just okay. become friends? I think we did. <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs> Amanda Waller is really just a black Nick Fury who happens to be a black female who has raised kids and lost them and is a total person who understands how governments around the world work, and she has the power to even make Superman dance to whatever team that she wants. And she, she's not superpowered at all. She has no enhancement. Let me ask she, you this. Let me ask you this, Will. When she threatened Black Adam, was that not the stupidest thing you'd ever seen? Uh, <laughs> no. Because she understands... All right, so if you go if you go into the situation, understanding what you're going to go and do, and what this person goes and respects, uh, which, which when the Rock was playing Black Adam, it was strength. You need to go and go in there with a strong hand. So when you go in there and say, "Hey, look, can't go and do that," and I've got somebody to counter you before you even say anything, that puts you on an even on an even field to go and talk to somebody about it right i thought considering because she didn't if you really come with that weekend he wasn't even gonna listen to her yeah gonna... i had a problem with her threatening him knowing that she did not control superman that was that's what my my, my big issue was now she had control over him and then, yeah go ahead threaten, threaten him. although i still mm-hmm. would like to see that fight um every time i've ever seen that fight in the comics um it's not done good enough for me. That's a big fight to me. Black Adam and Superman is a big fight. That's a big fight. Um, it, it is, but I. it should always be Captain Marvel and Black Adam because that's what they're there for. When you start bringing in like Black Adam and Superman, it's the whole... Should his light? Should the lightning go and fry him? It's a uh, whole thing. It's a whole thing. Hey, Jasmine, Jasmine, when we say Captain Marvel, we mean the real Captain Marvel and not the, Shazam. The Captain Marvel Shazam, Marvel. yes. Yeah, and we yes. mean Captain Marvel. And clearly, yeah. we're all still bitter about it, too. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I'm a little mad about it. Okay, so we did the best casting of the black characters. What's the worst? Okay. Really? Yes. <laughs> I will. I will. He said. He says Kang. I'm going to disagree with Keith on this one wholeheartedly. I know because you spent a lot of money and time making costumes to represent Kang. But I'm telling you, uh, from I from think... con- converting from comics into where he is now. He is the worst. Ca- I mean, he is on the bottom list of the top ten characters you just don't want to see because they're no good. And and and, and in terms of a, a concept, in terms of writing, in terms of everything, you, they could have picked dozens of other characters to pick to be the bad guy that that he could have played. Because Jonathan Majors, in my opinion, is a capable actor. In fact, this is controversial. What I'm about to say. He should have been the new T'Challa. I'm sorry. If you saw him in Creed 3, I I would completely agree with that. 
Um, he, he is every bit physically of what T'Challa is in the comics. And for those that don't know, if you don't read the comics, Black Panther's the king of the dead. He can come back. I also believe that Jonathan probably would have overacted the role a little. And that's just me. Will, who was cast poorly? Mm, I want to say Jamie Foxx and Spider-Man. Yes! Oh, my God, yes. Oh, my God. I love Jamie, but that was terrible. <laughs> that whole movie was really terrible. And then if you look at those, this, the last, the last Spider-Man, it was clear to me Jamie did not want to be there. Did we lose Jasmine? No, 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 no. Let me tell you something about that film. I just Jamie Foxx was actually Jamie Fox was actually happy to do the movie. He agreed with you guys that the way he had that role in that movie was terrible because it was too that story and the way they told him to act it, mm -hmm. that entire thing was way too much like yep. a Batman movie that had come out a few years before. <laughs> And 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 uh, over time, Jamie Foxx even had a chance to hear that criticism. He watched the movie and realized he had been taken. <laughs> he realized he got some bad advice, and they tried to turn him into basically the Riddler. Because everything that you do with his character in that Amazing Spider-Man film, Amazing Spider-Man uh, 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 2, is exactly what they did with the Riddler in the, the Batman film. The only good thing I can say about that movie, that last movie, was the the, the millisecond where they when they gave us the illusion of his original comic book cart uh, costume. That little sequence gave me chills, and it was really cool. Mm -hmm. The rest of it, well, they showed you they could have done it. They showed you they could have done it at any time, and yeah. they chose not. Oh, I'm not saying it's a good costume. Let me, let me be clear. Let me be clear about something. It's a horrible costume. That is one of the best parts about getting some of these and being the nerds that we are. We can look at something and realize, oh, this is a terrible costume. Don't do that. Don't do that. That's a no. That's a um um. Well, we, oh my god. We that I was thinking about that the other day. They um, decided to give us. Uh, um, uh, comic book accurate costumes and realize, well, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. You know, that black leather was cool, but the original costumes are even better if you decide to make them correctly. Sometimes. Not always. Not always. Some, so, like, I'm looking forward to seeing Wolverine in the in the yellow and blue. Well, it, it's a it, it's the it's the adapted yellow and blue. Because we go yeah. back to it, it's like his original, his original, original costume, which was the yellow and blue. That was a piece of butt. I mean, I'm, I, I yeah. will argue that. that, that but like, that we're never gonna horrible. get, we're never gonna get the original. Um, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think because somebody whose costume is too inappropriate to wear. Um, uh, well, Wanda's, uh, Scarlet's, hmm? Scarlet's bodysuit. Nope, nope. We we got we got a version we got a version of that in Wanda and Vision. Yep, but not the original original, which was mm -hmm. just there. We do. Did we get it? Okay. We probably never get a power growing. How about that? <laughs> that I can say. Well, 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 yes. The original power girl with 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 the with the boob window. Yes, we will not boob get that. The it's not yeah, necessary. Yeah. Like, I, well. I, I, I'm like, hey, you're wearing a swimsuit, basically. 
with the yeah. arms and a cage. Yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Ooh. I, I mean, look, look. Some you can costumes, make that so, some costumes just. And I'm trying to remember who's the worst costume that don't translate. I can't come up with one off the top of my head. Like just, just, just not should not be done. Um. Uh, crap. The 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 original the original X Men. If you try to go and do them in fabric. Okay, there you go. That's <laughs> well, they just kind of, they kind of did they kind of did do those costumes though. For uh, uh, for uh, X Men, um, oh, first class, first class, for first for first class, they adapted them. So, but if you look, if, if you look at like the original costumes with like the the yellow cutoff shirt with the bodysuit underneath, with some trunks and then some yellow boots, if you just go and look at those and you don't make any adaptions, you try to go and be comic accurate with that without in like without adding like a jacket. Or something else in there that look that would look horrible. It's just, you're, you're, you're look, talking about a, you're talking about a lot of comic book hero costumes starting about 1970 and going until about 1989. Or even, or even worse, or even worse, <laughs> manga accurate costumes. Oh my goodness! No, 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 no. that would okay. that, that would be like rated R live action. <laughs> Hello. Hey, welcome back, Jasmine. So sorry, our Wi-Fi just completely disconnected, and now I'm just on my phone. So it's okay. We yeah. lost keys for a second. He'll be back. Um, okay. We got we got off on a tangent on 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 screen accurate costumes versus the comics, and how sometimes it's probably a good idea to not use the screen accurate costumes. Um, even even Storm at one point had some terrible costumes that we couldn't do. Didn't wasn't there? It, Will isn't there a hot pants and a tube top version with a jacket? Did she yes, there is. That, no, that's a that's an awesome costume because she, <laughs> she was punk rock. No, like no, no, punk no. storm. Yes. Yeah, bring it up. Uh, so, so you're she was, she here's the like, zoom meeting. You you went, you're going to find it. It was punk. She was with the Morlock. She has a uh, she has a good awesome mohawk. Which we're gonna pull off on screen. She's wearing a leather jacket. She has some leather pants. She has some spikes, and she may even have a switchblade because she just stabbed people. Sounds she like did. my kind of gal. She she was she she was queen of the Morlocks, and she was a little she was a little something. She was she was oh my goodness she was uh, she was the deal. She was the real deal. And for those of you that don't know what we're talking about and have never seen it, here is. Queen of the Morlocks, right here. Mm -hmm. That's her. And I'll be honest with you, it was a bit much for me at first. I got the story eventually. It made sense eventually, but it was, it was, <laughs> it was a thing. So, um, so here's here's the thing. As a as a new father, I am always wanting to go and um, do the best that I can for my daughter. So I am looking for strong examples in fiction because I want to go and portray stuff to go and say, hey, honey, these are people that will go that will go look like you, that you can go and model after or that you can go and see to represent you. So I look for things like that. Uh, and she's one of those. So uh, I'm going to ask Jazz, do you, is there any strong women in fiction that you look up to? Because again, I want to make my, I want to make my, like, the best I can for my girl, and I want to yeah. show her, so that way she grows up and says, okay, I'm not alone. 
I love that. Like, cause I didn't really have that growing up and I wish I did. And like when I do my cosplay stuff now, um, like for charity, I want to make sure that little brown and black kids have representation because I didn't have that as a kid. And I love being able to be that person for them. Um, so have, I just, you know. You have been so inspiring to so many little girls and boys of, of color, Jasmine, since from the, you are the reason why I work so much harder. You and Will both are the reason why I work so much harder on my costumes. Because we'll tell you, I would just show up and it wasn't always the greatest. Now, I don't, if, if it ain't right when I walk out the house, I don't wear it. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's a thing. And it's because of you two. But man, now that you're here, Jasmine, you can help me console Will with this next question because I know what his okay. reaction is going to be because I've asked him this before. Um, you mentioned you mentioned uh, uh, being a new father, Will, and I've asked you this question and I hope your reaction is the same as the last time I asked you. Um, what are you going to do when your daughter decides that she doesn't want to be in there. <laughs> in case you didn't hear it. <laughs> your days, your days are numbered. I will find you. Don't you don't you speak that evil on me. <laughs> Jasmine, the last time I asked Will that question, he passed out. So <laughs> Oh no. No, no, no. You tell her that being a nerd is fun and then you show her me. Like she's kind of okay, I guess. You can kind of be like her if you want. Or that's the bad example. Maybe you don't want to do that. I don't want to scare her away. I mean, Jasmine well, usually tends to choose violence, so be careful about that. I do. That. My okay. dad pulled me out of ballet and put me into karate classes in years, so I am aggressive all the time. Yeah, let's do this. <laughs> she's, doing, she's going Muay Thai so, by the age of eight. That's gonna be awesome. Let's, <laughs> let's let's bring this back to home and leave it on a happy note. Give me a great black nerd moment in your life that you've experienced, either even if it's just watching it. Give me something, and, and I and I, I have so many. One of my favorites was meeting one of the creators of uh, the Milestone Comics, uh, Planet Comic Con. Another one to me was being able to see. Remember back in the day, Will, when we were talking about this and we all agreed at one point, this was a long time ago. This is long before we ever thought about having an MCU. We all agreed that, that we would probably never see a Black Panther because the actor didn't exist. It could both do the costume and the accent, which was a big deal for us back in the day. Remember that? Mm -hmm. Like There was nobody that could do it. Mm -hmm. And then we got one. <laughs> and he did a damn good job. And the movie was good. That's to me. That was. Okay. Um, I took that my, one was okay. I well, don't get me started. Um, <laughs> take. I took my son to see the first movie, and we were the, we were the only brown people in the theater. Okay. At the end of the movie, before the first credit scene, like with the first set of credits rolled, the entire audience. And this is a modern day movie theater, folks. Just so y'all don't understand, this is a modern day movie theater. The entire audience started clapping and gave the movie a standing ovation. And my son had never experienced it. He was my son was so confused. He's like, "What is happening?" <laughs> a, a standing ovation for a, a a movie with a black lead that had 
two white people in it, and one of them died. <laughs> the Tolkien white boys. Yes. <laughs> so give me a give me give me another a, a, a great black man. Yes, she said it. Give me a great black woman <laughs> that you've experienced. Either even if it's just an experience that we've all experienced. What give me something a, a great black moment in history that you think of for nerds. Either one of you or Keith. I will I'm going to default. I will go on to either go on, I'll either go and say ladies first or age for beauty. <laughs> <laughs> Keith is back on. That wasn't yes. a shot at you. I don't want to get hit. <laughs> That's the key, the second one. Jasmine, do you have one? Hmm. I, I, I'm trying to think. I'm sure I know you I, have one from being, being in costume at one of the hospitals, I'm sure. Oh yeah. Okay. So if we're like if we're not talking about like in media, um I did this is just an event that I did um a few years ago. It was in Oklahoma and it was you know, centered around um, like less fortunate neighborhoods and stuff. They were trying to promote wellness and stuff. And I was wearing my Miles Morales suit. Um, and I finally just decided to take off my mask. And because there was this little girl who had curly hair and I wanted her to see someone that looked like her. And she got mm -hmm. so excited. And she just followed me around for the rest of the event. And like all these little kids just got so excited about my, um, the person who's kind of like, um, in charge of the group she's like do you think that's a good idea I'm like I would have loved to see somebody that looked like me and I think that's an, it's important for them to see that like it's an actual person of color underneath the mask and they were able to look at me and I was able to look at them and like I think about that all the time it, it just that's it's right here that's an amazing <laughs> moment um, to give Keith and Will another chance to think I have a similar moment uh, as Black Panther, uh, I was still I was doing a uh, was doing uh, I want to say I was doing uh, it might have been the Avengers. So I was at a movie, um, and this was one of my first moments, not at a con in costume. So I had no idea of kids being scared of me. It, it was mind blowing to me. I'm like, wait a minute, why would they be scared of me? I'm Black Panther. <laughs> I was my feelings was a little hurt. So this little kid, he couldn't have been three or four, maybe five at best. At best, would wanted nothing to do with me. It was not happening. That scared over there. And the family was waiting for another group of it was, it was coming like a play date thing. And the little boy was the same age that that his friend was, and so. He saw his friend show up and he ran to tell him to stay away from me. And the friend saw me, bypassed his friend full sprint and jumped into my arms. Aww. Best moment ever for me. One of, the, one of the best. The other one was at the same, same theater. The Black Panther thing got on my nerves. So I switched out into Nick Fury. And there was a little girl. And it's on my cosplay page to those of you that follow me. Um, little girl with uh, a Down syndrome. I was feeling really bad, self-conscious, because I was just Nick Fury. And which is not a hard costume. You know this. Well, it's not. It's not. It's this is the, that's the comfortable costume. And once yeah. you get used to the eye patch. Yeah. Never be, never be ashamed of Nick Fury. I thought I taught you better than that.
<laughs> little girl came up to me. She didn't want a picture with nobody else there but me. Was a one of the best moments as a black nerd for me. Like I said, but I still think uh, the Chala movie getting that first of all getting the movie, getting oh, yeah. the movie is a huge deal. It was a huge deal, mm -hmm. uh, and ended up being good. Knowing how many brown people were involved, how many mm -hmm. black nerds were involved. Oh my god, these people read comic books. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, hush, Keith. Well, <laughs> we can't read. You know, it was just, it was just, that, that was a thing for me. That was a thing for me. All right, Will, your turn. Okay. Uh, when I realized that Mike Pondsmith, the creator of Cyberpunk, was black. Yes! Oh! Such a talented dude. Because I was playing, because I was playing like cyberpunk in the game for years, like a decade. And I'm like, oh, hey, for, look. for those of you that are that aren't old that are, are listening and watching, cyberpunk was a board game, or I'm sorry, an RPG before it was a video game. Thank you for explaining, because I had no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 like. Uh, in media, right? So you have like Cyberpunk and Cyberpunk 27, all role playing in the mid 80s to early 90s. And, and he created the entire concept playing that for a long time. It's kind of like... There we go. I'm gonna take over for you, Will, because your bandwidth is taking is, is moving. Okay, slow. I thought I was having issues again. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you were having a stroke. It's fine. Um, he came <laughs> up with the entire concept in the late in the late eighties, early nineties. Um, and then he was involved with almost all of the expansions and everything in, in related to cyberpunk. It's if you look at the entire well, I feel like I'm talking a lot right now. If you look at the entire concept, he came up with it. He created an entire universe. That's huge. You know, I struggle. I, I write scripts and I struggle to come up with names for people, okay? <laughs> this dude created an entire universe. So I love that moment, Will. That's an amazing moment. Keith, great black moment in fandom history. <clears throat> you know what? Yeah, to, to, to go along with that, uh, one of the two people that I really, really, really respect uh, in in the video game industry, and uh, uh, one being Ralph Bear, yeah, uh, American hero who went and fought against bad guys and came back and basically created what we now know as the uh, American video game industry. But the other is Jerry Lawson who is the black engineer who came up with the technology that allowed us to have cartridges for these games to put into the game system. Nice. Mm. We really are nerds, aren't we? Well, no, I mean, it's, just, it's just, you know, when Ralph Bear got his, he, got, he, he was awarded the Presidential Medal of Freedom because he created video game tennis. And there was a certain person who attended 
his opening of that game, and then months later, this person, quote-unquote, created Pong and and went on to make money off of all that. It took a long time to sort out exactly what came first and all of that. And you get to Jerry Lawson, and here he is just doing what he does, man. Creating, getting it done. Yes. You know, I just... I, I, with Mark Ponspit, he would have been my choice, but somebody took him. Not, <laughs> uh, but poor. Great minds. <laughs> I know, right? I but, mean, come on. But Jerry, Jerry, Jerry Lawson, though, I mean, we wouldn't have the ability to play our games at home in the way that we do without him. And, and, the icing on the cake being the fact that he's black again another great story that hollywood could do and what what were they going to do a couple years back do the story about the guy that ripped off the world war ii veterans idea and created quote-unquote pong yeah and we're going to make him a hero in a movie about his life before people started getting hip to what actually happened <laughs> you know that that that's hollywood folks yeah <laughs> always getting it wrong always choosing the wrong person because you know jerry lawson definitely deserves his own movie and so does ralph bear definitely so. folks you have been listening to a very special edition of fanatics and the fan i absolutely love this particular episode um Will and Keith will tell you, I look forward to this more than any other show I do. And it's Until because that it's the people. <laughs> Honestly, when we do this live without being recorded, it's no different <laughs> than what you folks have just experienced. I am so thrilled. I want to thank all of my guests. Um, real quick, starting with Will, final thoughts about what it is like uh, this Black History Month being a Black nerd in 2024. It is interesting. Uh, you should stop there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what I want to go and see is, as a Black nerd, I, I want to go and see what is more to come. We've come a long way. From back when I was a kid, back before Jazz was born. <laughs> so back when I was a kid, we had certain we had things in certain. Did they ways. have TVs back then? Uh, <laughs> no, we, we, had, we had to put it. We had to put it onto a wall. Yeah, <laughs> real fast. And that's all. That's how we had our moving pictures. It was great. <laughs> hey, Hawk was here when the Earth was formed. <laughs> Jasmine, final thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm just happy to be here. No, um, I do enjoy seeing the progress that has been made, at least like in my, in my short lifetime compared to you guys. Um, so I was thinking about it, you know, again, like we mentioned earlier, like I didn't have a lot, even at my point, like growing up and I like that kids now are getting that representation. I love seeing that. And I love that they 
yeah, I just love that they get to see that representation in media. And I love that you get to be a part of that representation for those same young kids that you inspire, not just that, you know, Halle Berry inspires, that you inspire. And I want, if, if you take nothing else from away from this show today and this experience today, you take that with you. Keith! Yeah. Final thoughts, sir. You know what? We we have seen a lot happen. You know, from the fact that the person who wrote and created the Three Musketeers being Black all the way up to now. And yet, in these last few years, you know, I got to say that I have been entertained with a lot of that has been offered. Uh, but I don't know that if the quality of what we're starting to get is of a level to really keep it to be quality entertainment in a sense. And what I mean is when you look at some of the biggest movies ever made, some of the films that have stayed with us for decades, you're getting the best of the best of the best of people that have worked on it, especially when you look at something like, say, Black Panther. When you look at the kind of support that that film got when it went into production and the way Marvel Studios was at that time versus the way that it is now. I see a lot of support for everyone that worked on Black Panther. I see absolutely nothing for Captain America 4. I see a lot of people making mistakes. Uh, they are doing something that in the history of Hollywood, I will tell you that film will definitely be up there for what not to do in making a movie that they're going to teach in film school. Because how do you make an entire movie, spend all that money, and then have to scrap it and technically shoot a whole new movie while you're trying to keep everybody going on this film that never seems to end, which is the reason why your lead actor got mad because they don't have a script. I mean, <laughs> this is insane. And yet they're doing it. You, you notice you don't see that on any of the other Captain America films or Iron Man films, just for this film with this actor. I'm telling you, there's a lot of disrespect going on with Marvel. They're coasting on the goodwill that they have built and they're creating some shoddy product. So, you know, I, I really do hope for everyone that's in this movie, for all the people that are putting forth all the time that it gets better. Overall, I just hope Hollywood realizes that there are some creative people of color, especially creative black people that would love the opportunity to be able to share their characters, their time and their talent. And they're not being given their proper due. Uh, they're only being used to just sort of update something that already exists so that all those people can continue to make money off of the stuff that we have given them. So there you go. All right, folks, on that note, oh my goodness, there we go. Um, final thoughts. Being a black nerd in this day and age means the world to me personally. For no other reason than I get to share events, uh, that all the people that you've had on, you've seen on the show, all the people you've seen on the show over the last 10 years, I consider them friends. But this particular month, we get to share an experience that, honestly, and, and my, my fanatics here will agree, we only get to share with each other. 
It's different being a black nerd, and it always has been. And it probably will continue to be different for a little while longer. The best part about it is we get to share it with each other. So if you take nothing else from that, from, from any, any other show, uh, um, take the fact that as black nerds, we have each other. Or you can also take away when you see Jasmine, you realize she's so young, bring her diapers. She probably needs them because she's that young. Ouch, oh, bring her God. <laughs> <laughs> Dude! <laughs> so for Andre, Keith, Will, and Jasmine, my name is Hawk, and this has been Fanatics and a Fan. Woohoo! <laughs> I'm so sorry, Jasmine. I am so sorry.